Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant with the Land Investing, the Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode four. Um, previous episode, we talked a little bit about um, quick cash sales, ways to learn the market, ways to uh, sell properties fast, one to other investors uh, in the region and fill in orders, or um, Working with either your your personal money or you know IRA money, pri- other private investors, things like that, in order to sell retail using brokers and and realtors in that in the area, and and letting them guide you, and that's uh, that's the big thing about this. Don't try to go alone. Don't try to go against the grain. Do what works and what the professionals that work and make a living all day every day in. That's their backyard. You may be in New York City, maybe buying stuff again in Custer County, Colorado, or you may be buying stuff in um, Putnam County, Florida, one way or other. But follow those people, listen to what they say. They know because they literally feed them family, their families on land in that in that uh, in that area. So today we're gonna go a little bit different, and we're gonna talk about why cash flow, the good and bad with um rural uh vacant land uh recreational land things like that and and why the opportunity is there and why i choose to really pivot on all this and really work towards long-term cash flow using uh this particular asset type so um but if you're if you're if you're going to be doing the same thing you know as far as finding your market, um, again, talk to other investors, um, talk to folks in, you know, the, the brokers and realtors find areas, kind of find, um, parts of different counties, different, you know, uh, around what's, you know, what's going for waterfront, what's not going for waterfront, what's going for treed, not treed, you know, things like that. And then, uh, that use that to, uh, help set you up your offers and your purchase price. Um, again, depending on, depending on the the purchase price and things like that, it's, it's going to kind of depend on what you offer. But the cool thing is, um, when you start doing owner financing and you kind of understand the power of it and understand the financial calculator and how it works, you can actually pay a little bit more and still make a lot more money in the long term. So, um, Let's just let we'll go right back to Custer County, Colorado. I've done a few deals there. Really like it. Um, you know, beautiful part of the part of the world. Uh, anyway, but like we'll go back there and say again, Silver Hills subdivision. We talked to the broker in the in the area, and they love uh, like I said, this the Silver Hills subdivision. That's the place that people want to be, right? You see that properties are selling for maybe fifty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, depending on you know whether that's a three acre to a five acre parcel. These have power to them. Um, they don't have necessarily have wells, but they've got power and they've got great all season uh, roads directly to all the parcels. Most of them have a nice little spot that you can build a house on. You know things like that. You come in and. You, you go in and you look and you make your offers based on uh, your projected rate of return on your money. 
On this, we're going to come in and say we offer, you know, say say we come down and and the average price is just just for a nice easy easy number would be ten thousand dollars an acre, and say we've got the average four acres out of the whole deal, so forty thousand dollar offer, and we're going to. Make her an offer at fifteen, sixteen thousand, seventeen thousand, and that that's that's high enough. That's usually higher, um, maybe even all the way up to eighteen thousand. That's usually a lot higher than most people are gonna. The most people that are taught how to do this are are gonna pay for it. Um, and you're like, well, why in the heck would I offer more than what everyone else says? Well, it just really depends on your desired rate of return on your money. Again, we, we talked about this before. We talk about all this is nothing but a vehicle. It's a vehicle to make to make a rate of return on your money and and your time value of that. So you come in, you buy it for 17. Most of the other properties around there, you know, they, they move, but you know, they average six months on the market, right? Maybe even nine months on the market for retail cash sale. The cool thing about when you come in and you offer owner financing is you're literally able to add you're literally able to add uh, sorry about that we're literally able to add 10 percent if not more to the actual purchase price because you're allowing them to have uh, financing easy financing. This is not anything that's new to me. This has been done forever. It continues to be done forever. Even on single family homes, even on uh, giant commercial buildings, skyscrapers, things like that. Owner financing has been done forever. Actually, that was the only way they did it. You know, um, when, <laughs> when, when they were, you know, getting, getting the, this new world all cut up into pieces, maybe you didn't have all the money, right? Maybe you said, I'll give you an IOU, also known as a promissory note or a mortgage. You promise them that you're going to pay them back the money that you said you're going to pay them. Whether that was feed sacks, whether that was cotton, whether that was uh, wood for a ship, whatever that was, um, owner financing, and store credit and everything else like that have been around since I guess forever (laughs) since we got off the barter system and into more of a currency system. So this is nothing new. You know, this, and the cool thing about it is you're able to charge one, a higher premium price overall for your principal and two, a much higher in interest rate than what the market current market interest rates are. It's no big deal to get eight to 10% interest rates on these properties. Not a problem. The current interest rate, I believe, on a 10-year note is something like 1% right now. 10, 10 times that, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a, it's not a bad way to, to do some investing. So, one, you're able to charge more on a principal basis. Two, you're able to charge more in interest, a million times, or 10 times more in interest than, you know, a lot of going rates, and five to four, four to five times uh, the interest rate that you're even able to 
to get on a lot of uh, single-family homes. I've seen some guys do 17%, depending on the state and usury laws. Um, I usually 10 to 12, 9, 10, 12 percent is usually what I like to do. And then they take over control of the property and I become Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, whatever. There's a reason that all the tallest buildings downtown in every metro city has a bank name on it. Because they're the ones to make the money. And this is what they do. And the, the cool thing about this and really the only reason that this opportunity when it comes to real estate or raw land real estate is there is because those banks don't like it because of the regulations they have. That's the only reason. Like we can talk about strategy and all this other stuff. It makes no difference. The only reason the opportunity is there is because banks don't like it because they are regulated to a level that they can't do the magic money machine making money out of thin air out of every dollar that you and I put in there, right? Thanks to the feds, thanks to the government. Um, that's the one downside to what they have going is anything that they think might be a little risky, they're not going to touch with a 10-foot pole because they have too many penalties. So we're, that gives us, one, the opportunity to get there, and then, two, in order for us to take on that risk, which we'll talk about here in a minute, it allows us to make a heck of a lot of money on the long term on these deals. Higher principal, higher interest. Buy at a lower percentage of market rate. What's not to like, right? Well, we'll 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 talk about that too. Um, basically, here here's here's the only downside when it comes to to doing it this way is a lot of people in this industry want to get all their money out on the down payment. That's the goal, right? It doesn't work a lot of times once you get into higher price properties. A lot of people want 70% yield, annualized first year. A lot of times that doesn't happen on higher price properties. What if you get 30 or 35% annualized rate of return your first year? When you get all the money back, plus instead of making three years of payments and making a hundred bucks a month and having to do it over and over again, what if you had a fifty thousand dollar parcel that you bought for fifteen to pay five hundred bucks a month, get your money back in a few years, plus then you've got another maybe fifteen years of cash flow, all in your pocket. It's not bad. And the thing is, is this industry specifically is made of people that want their money now. Now, 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 now. My goal is to bring liquidity to the market, more patient money that are going to realize that, yes, 100% rate of return your money and all these numbers percentage-wise is fine and dandy. But are you building a durable stream of income through better properties that have more buyers? That's where I think the market is, uh, the opportunity the market is. And that's why I'm trying to raise as much money as humanly possible for the next, oh, I don't know, 50 years if I live that long. Anyway, um, here's, here's, here's the beautiful thing about that. One, you can sell it yourself. You, you sell it 
on terms yourself. You buy the property, you have it on a deed. You can sell, depending on the state, you can sell it on a land contract with the name, the property, the deed stays in your name. You may have to do the whole note with deed of trust or mortgage or, or whatever. You got to look at your particular state. But the nice thing is, is whenever you buy it, 40, 50 cents on the dollar, 30, 40, 50 cents on the dollar, and you realize that 35, 30, 35% annualized rate of return is, is not too bad. And then you make the down payment affordable and you make the monthly payment affordable. The beautiful thing about this is usually this asset type is the taxes are extremely low because the assessed value is extremely low. And so you're able to put more of that quote unquote affordable payment in your pocket every year or every month um, or every quarter, every year. You can take payment however the heck you want to. Um the beautiful thing about this is there's no bank. There's no uh, personal guarantees. I mean, if you if you buy it yourself, right? There's no credit checks. There's no anything like that as far as you and how you buy it, whether that's with a credit card, with grandpa's money, with the bank's money, with whatever. It makes no difference. With your IRA, makes no difference, Right? Only thing that you have to do with that property, once it's in your name, is you got to pay the taxes. And again, we just talked about that. Nice and easy. Um, there are, obviously, with everything, there are some downfalls or downsides to investing this way. One is you don't get depreciation. You don't get depreciation on, the, on land anyway whenever you have improved property. You don't get that depreciation out like everyone's got their 27-year, 17-year depreciation schedule for their commercial property. And then they got to, you know, anytime you sell it, you got to pay all those back. You don't get the depreciation. And depending on who you are, if you're, if you're doing multiple deals and you're considered a dealer or you're not using a tax uh, advantageous uh I guess vehicle talking to, you know, IRA or something like this, that 401k, well, I guess not 401k because Wall Street takes all that. But, you know, say you got a self-directed IRA through Quest or one of these these companies. You come in, you buy this uh, this property at twelve or $15,000. You sell it at $45,000 with $4,000 down. You got $8,000 on it, right? You're going to spend five, so say 500 bucks a month. Plus whatever taxes you send ten dollars. So a year and a half, you get all your money back. And let's say at a ten percent interest rate, they're not going to pay really any principal at all for the first three years or so. And you're able to to cash flow off that long term, or you're able to sell that seasoned note to uh, somebody else on the market. And actually, the the paper's a lot more liquid than the the asset asset itself. Anyway, um, the other downside, like I said, you don't appreciate so the taxes, and if you don't have it in a tax advantage uh, vehicle, like we we're talking about, there is a possibility that you're going to pay earned income on that, and that just depends on how many deals you're doing 
and I am not a CPA, nor do I play one on TV. Beyond that, really the only thing that can go sideways is they drop a bunch of uh, freezers, you know, or they put in gas tanks or, I mean, really that's, that's really the only thing, only thing you can have any problems with, you know, with a EPA side or something like that. Like there's really nothing else. Um, they pay you every month or, or however you decide the payments are. And then myself and others, I do not allow them to build on there or make any large improvements until I'm paid off. And there a lot of people do that just so they don't come in and build something kind of janky. Um, and if you are going to do a land contract or something like that, they can't pull permits anyway because their property's their name, the property is not in their name. Um, so again, and, and not to sound callous or anything, but the best thing that happens is you sell that property, you get $4,000 down, they sell, they pay you 500 bucks a month for two and a half years. And then they call you and like, listen, we just want to do a deed in lieu of foreclosure. There's no, nobody to kick out. There's no judge to complain to or cry to. There's no uh, pipes that burst, nothing like that. And you then take that property that you've already got all your money out in two and a half years. And you sell it again for another down payment and usually for more, uh, just simply from inflation. So um, I guess uh, the final thing that you don't get, you don't get appreciation once it's been sold because you're then the lender They've already put everything in, you, you know, I mean that they you've already got your profit baked in. Some people think that is a bad thing. I personally think that's a fantastic thing because that allows me to focus and know what my profit is going to be day one versus being like, oh, well, hopefully in 10 years, if the HVAC doesn't go out, the, you know, the, <laughs> the roof doesn't, we don't need a new roof and, and things like that. This thing is going to be worth $100,000 more. You know, I didn't make any money on the cash flow because people keep tearing it up. But by God, I made an extra $100,000 on it and I'm going to sell it. And that's going to pay for my daughter's wedding, which that's great. There's a whole lot of uh, headache and heartache in between that, those two times. So anyway, um, like I said, I think right now and, and what... I'm focusing on, I think the biggest opportunity is some of these larger, a little more expensive properties, like we talked about 20 plus thousand, 10, 15, 20 plus thousand, all the way up to about $80,000. Why is that? There's hardly any competition in it because no one's got any capital. There's no, as far as other investors, there's, there's very little capital in the market. The banks don't like them. And no one can, and no, very few people can just pay $40,000 cash for a recreational parcel of land. If they could, they would probably actually use that $40,000 as a down payment to go buy a larger parcel of land, you know, as a 20% down with the bank somewhere or capital farm credit or something like that. So anyway, um, that I think is the ultimate unfilled opportunity. And I highly suggest you start looking at that. Like I said, I've got no courses to sell. 
no seminars to go to. Um, just to kind of let you know what, what I'm doing and what I'm focusing on. Um, like I said, I, I think it's probably the best opportunity that I've ever seen uh, to, to build something slowly, but, uh, but surely. So anyway, have a great day.